0: The following podcast series was recorded between January and December of 2015. Originally hosted on the Horophilia Podcast Network, it has now transitioned to the Podcast Under the Stairs Collective. Myself and Andy Blockley would like to extend our gratitude once again to Jason Lloyd at the Horophilia Podcast Network for giving this podcast an opportunity to stay on that network for a couple of years and accumulate hundreds of downloads and great communication with legions of fans. The next instalment of the Doing the Nasty podcast, looking at the DPP third tier movie list, will start January 2020. Duncan McLeish will be joined by Mark Ball, who will be replacing Andy Blockley on this podcast, and will release one episode each month covering two films from the tier three DPP video nasty list. But until that season drops, please enjoy these archives. Ah.
1: They were called nasties and they
0: were nasty. Some of the things that we've seen are so horrific. These films not only affect young people, but I believe they affect adults as well an
1: extravaganza of gory violence, capable of depraving and corrupting those who watched it. I have never seen the video, Mr. I wouldn't. I actually don't need to see what I know is in that film.
0: And welcome back to another episode of Doing The Nasty Podcast. This is episode number four. I am one of your co-hosts, Duncan McLeish, from the podcast Under The Stairs. And I'm joined, as always, by the co-host with the most, the man from Big Horror and Little Podcast. It is Mr. Andy Borkley. How are you doing, sir? I'm really good, thanks, mate. Yeah,
1: I obviously haven't recorded an episode for quite a while, but we will be back. <laughs> We're recording you, uh, yeah, the you weekend.
0: <laughs> You've you become one of these um, these podcast myths. You know yep. that all the all the new people are talking about, all the new podcasts are like, wasn't there a show called, you know, Big Horn and Little Podcast? I'm like, they used yes. to be, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they, they, they will return. <laughs> <laughs> so you've you've uh you've been on holiday and stuff like that, haven't you? I have. You?
1: Yep, just got back on uh, early hours on Monday morning, so first day back at work today. Which is um, but I'm really psyched, actually, for this episode. I've been re- looking forward to this one since the uh, episode number one, because this is the cannibal episode.
0: <laughs> yeah, for all cannibal episode. So, uh, yeah, Andy has uh, already given the cat out of the bag. This episode, like we told you last week, is... Uh three cannibal films um, that all made the notorious prosecuted list. We will be doing reviews of Cannibal Apocalypse. Um, we will be doing a review of Cannibal Ferox and obviously the infamous one on the list, Cannibal Holocaust. and um, we were speaking off air, what we're going to do is uh, we're going to reverse the order of the reviews for Ferox and uh, Holocaust. Now, the reason behind this is obviously one of them is handled, directed and crafted incredibly well another one is basically a carbon copy uh, which came out a year later and is not handled with the same finesse and yeah. we don't really think it's fair to be talking about the one with the, the you know the one that is um slightly plagiarized <laughs> you know the, just a the, little the, bit yeah yeah um before talking about the one which is obviously the main the main conversation so we will be switching them around slightly it'll not affect overall list anyway because it's all self-contained within the show yeah. um so yeah, so um, Andy, I mean, you were away for a wee while. Did you Did you manage to? do you watch any movies when you were away, or catch so up we'll, on anything?
1: I've been watching so much Sons of Anarchy. I'm now dreaming about Sons of Anarchy. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I'm loving that. We've just started season five. Oh right. Not horror-related, but there are some fucking horrific bits in it. Like, the episode that we watched last night, I think it was in the space of, like, two episodes, someone's daughter got set on fire. Oh, yeah. Jeez, while right he watched. Brutal. He basically had to watch his daughter get burned alive, and then the another character had to watch their best friend get beaten to death in front of them.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, pretty It's It was, it was quite, a, quite a satisfying head smash, mind you. Mmm. <laughs> Good shit,
1: man. It's... Uh, Yeah, some pretty brutal stuff in there. So that yeah, that's pretty much what we watched. I watched um, Cannibal Ferox whilst we were on holiday.
0: (laughs) Uh, Is that the first time you've seen that?
1: Uh, Yeah, I thought I'd seen it, but I hadn't. Um, So yeah, that was the first time we watched that one. Um, Then I kind of ran through Apocalypse earlier on, um, and we watched I think watched Holocaust yesterday. uh, Oh yeah, yeah. (laughs) it's
0: a feel good film when you come back from your holiday. Oh, it's great, yeah. it's just what you need it's just the tonic you need
1: after
0: 10 days away <laughs> i mean this is the one of the rare occasions where i can say right now i'd seen all three of these movies before so okay. this is a, this is one of these rare occurrences on these shows where um i knew what i was getting into before the show started okay. um, and I'd, like we did a review on my other show of Holocaust just last year so that one was still fairly fresh in my mind yeah Ferox I hadn't seen until they released a cut version of it back in 2001 okay Um, so it was quite interesting going back to 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 check that movie out Um, and Apocalypse I hadn't seen in I want to say about five or six years Um, as a slightly more recent one Purely because I was on a John Saxon kick at the time, I was trying to track down as much of his movies as possible, okay. and um, when I heard that he was in that movie, and I was like, Saxon was in a cannibal movie?
1: Yeah. Oh. No, he denies it, <laughs> not denies it, but he uh, basically says he was duped into it, doesn't he? He said, Yeah, oh.
0: well you can you can tell by his performance, and the man does not want to be in that movie at all. He's
1: phoning it in, but apparently, <laughs> I don't even know if he's phoning it in, I don't know if he's just writing it in or something, it's terrible, but... <laughs> <laughs> apparently, he just split with his wife, which is probably why he's a bit distracted.
0: <laughs> just split with his wife and got dipped into being in a film he didn't yeah, want to be not. in. It was like the worst year ever for John Saxon.
1: Gotta pay them divorce bills, I'll sign up to this muck. I've got um, a quick bit. I'm just gonna talk about Fifty Shades of Grey just for a second. I promise it is related to the horror thing.
0: Oh my god. Andy, what are you doing here? Okay,
1: it's been um, banned in Kenya. Has it basically put on their nasty list <laughs> and distributors are liable for prosecution as they were back in the early 1980s in the UK? Fucking hell. So, if anyone's I've thought-
0: I've, I've, I, I was kind of hoping you were going to tell me it'd been put on like a a, a shite movie list. Um, it's, pretty and pretty- I, 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 <laughs> it's about four out of ten on
1: IMDb, it's not doing well.
0: No, 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 no. I, I've heard it's not as bad. Um, I've heard a uh, marker mode who's. A reviewer that I admire quite greatly in the UK, yeah. quite a pro- prolific one, um, said it wasn't as bad as people are saying it is, but it's not good. It's like that. Everything about it the script's terrible, the acting's awful, um, the plot's, you know, just it's plodding, as nonsensical, and all the rest. And I was like, yeah, well, still Do you know what? See it. Apparently,
1: it's fucking really badly written, the book.
0: Apparently, yeah, oh no, I had heard you? that, yeah.
1: But um, it did massive, massive numbers at the cinema, mm-hmm. and I just think I, w- I, I wouldn't want to go to the cinema to watch what is basically a soft core porno movie. Like
0: this is yeah, it's supposed to be. Probably the Niro a
1: made that mistake in Taxi driving. You don't go sit <laughs> like. Do you know what I mean? It's it's a way I can't imagine sitting there with like fifty or a hundred people just.
0: And I just feel a bit
1: uncomfortable.
0: Just, I, but the thing it, is, though, this is what they were saying: it, 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 the book would be like it would be, like, full on erotica. Apparently, that's not what the movie... Because the movie still needed to get, like... It still had to be distributed in this country, and it still had to be of an age limit so they could get people in to see it, you know? You know what the the British are like. No sex, please, we're British. Yeah, so... (laughs) uh, So, yeah, pretty much... I I mean, whatever version is out there, it's not going to be a patch on what was written in the book. And I would argue to... I would go one step further and say, I mean, it's just... Yeah, it did do. It did two hundred and forty million um, on the uh, on its box off uh, box office weekend, which is like ridiculous for this time of year for like a, a February release. is yeah. incredibly high, um, but I mean, I just don't know who's going to see that movie. Uh, There's the story that made the papers, which relate to the the nasties, is that apparently it played in a cinema in Glasgow, um, and that the end of the night resulted in two women glassing a man oh. in the auditorium. So for our American listeners that don't know what the term glassing means, it's when you take a glass object, you smash it, and then you plunge it into a person. Um, so yeah, apparently the two women glassed this man um, in Glasgow. With a taking that. I love there's a meme flying around just now where uh, the the Fifty Shades of Grey people, like the, the man and woman pressed up against a a wall, and it's like something like a uh, Fifty Shades of Grey, like um erotic or something and then it's a picture of Pinhead and the nun chick with her throat open saying that's cute uh, <laughs> it's like, it's like, that's not s and this is s and it involves chains with hooks uh, well that's
1: now I
0: think it's, it's mum porn
1: is what it is it's, it's mum porn middle oh, no, no. aged mum porn Fifty Shades of Grey. Anyway, I think we've talked about that for long enough. I just thought it was interesting that it's been banned in Kenya in the same manner that things banned over here. And I do think it's interesting that these filmmakers. I mean, with the exception of um, Diodato from Cannibal Holocaust, where he was actually charged with obscenity. Mm-hmm. It's always the distributors that are charged. The filmmakers seem to be immune from these obscenity charges, and it's the poor distributors, you know, just the local video shop owner that seem to get prosecuted. It's almost a bit cowardly. like They can't get the big people, so they just go for the little man. You know, they go for yeah. the people. Yeah, I do find it a bit strange. Um, yeah,
0: I, I, well, uh, it's, it's easier to get conviction, but that, that, that echoes right through everything. Um, the large corporations that avoid tax, Andy, don't get chased. The little man on the street... Who's 200 a hundred pound to the man could face criminal? Yep. Amazon,
1: top man, Vodafone, yeah, Amazon, Topman,
0: Vodafone, fucking yeah, the list goes on. Yeah, Helps I love the fact of well. Yeah. local scammers. In the and the UK, uh, and this is the last thing we'll make because we're going we went from fifty shades of grey to politics. Um, that's yeah, that's what this show is all about. But the the UK, the Independent posted a an article on the top twenty favourite. UK brands, like the brands that people have most um, respect or trust the most. Mm-hmm. Um, and at number one on the top 20 list was Amazon, a company that has not paid tax in the UK for about 10 years. Mother's I just thought that's fucking hilarious. Do you know who was number one on the most distrusted UK brands list? All right, go on. UKIP, the UK Independence Party. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was like, well, at least something's going right. I can, I can live with Amazon being at the top of one if you kept at the bottom of the other. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so we have three movie reviews for you guys today. And we also have a very special competition. I oh, yeah, we do. Andy mm. is very, very graciously, and I, I mean, I'm practically having to pry it from his cold, dead hands. Um, he is going to be giving away his very own copy of... Uh, Cannibal Apocalypse on this show and after a review we will be telling you how you can win that so make sure you stick around to check that out Uh, Andy has been scrutinising every frame of that movie and comprising the most complicated convoluted question ever not really, Um, it'll be quite simple (laughs) we have no imagination this side of the pond Um, so (laughs) we're going to take our first break, you're going to hear some promos for the network shows that we are on um, and also some learned words from scholarly people telling you some information about our first movie review which is Cannibal Apocalypse and we are going to be right back after this My name is X
1: and I'm Cootie Please
0: consider us your high priest
1: and priestess
0: of satanic cinema.
1: Join us on our podcast, Kiss the Goat, which will drag your soul through some of the finest and worst
0: devil movies of the last 50 years.
1: Devils and demons, exorcisms and possessions,
0: cults and rituals, dogs and cats living together. Is that a devil movie?
1: Maybe. Sort of.
0: I don't know, babe.
1: We'll talk about it later. Join us on the Horrorfilia Podcast Network every other week as we don our hoods and cloaks and kiss, kiss the,
0: the goats.
1: Goat. It's a hell of a good time. I knew you were going to say that. Of course you did. It's in the script. The Italian cannibal genre was always going to be a hot potato for the DPP, and here this one doesn't let you down. I mean, there's some great stuff in this. I mean, all courtesy of Gennaro De Rossi, the makeup man behind Zombie Flesh Eaters entrails get ripped, and of course you've got John Morgan having his stomach blown out and the camera going through. But Cannibal Apocalypse actually does deliver. There's some great stuff in it, and it's one of Antonio Margariti's best films. <laughs> Uh, put it down. <laughs> Cannibalism. The Vietnam vet.
0: Barricaded in the flea market, taking pot shots at the cops outside. Okay, that's enough. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Please. Please try
1: to understand. Listen to me. While she was here, I, I had this urge to bite her. To bite her, you understand? Like Bukowski.
0: Stay away.
1: And welcome back. Okay, so we've got our first movie review of the evening, which is Cannibal Apocalypse. Uh, This is an Italian-slash-Spanish movie from 1979, directed by Antonio Margaretti. Originally called, uh, what was it? Can Can you remember these? Is it Cannibal? No, it's Domini Apocalypse, or Apocalypse Domini, which basically means Apocalypse Tomorrow. Yes, Apocalypse Yeah, so basically they stole it from Apocalypse Now. Um, yeah. <laughs> they used Apocalypse Tomorrow the Cannibal title was actually added later um, because it's based on the back of Cannibal Holocaust and Cannibal Ferox so it's Cannibal kind of Apocalypse but like I say that was added later on um, it was originally Apocalypse Tomorrow like you say it's a rip off of Apocalypse Now um, released in July 82 on video and uh, added to the famous list in July 1983 so it got about a year uh, before it got pulled um, probably most famous for having john saxon in it um obviously john saxon of kind of 91 elm street fame and enter the dragon fame which is one of my favorite martial arts movies of all time so it's good to see him in yeah. it but i don't think he really wanted to be in this uh yeah i don't, I don't think he wanted to be in this movie to be <laughs> honest apparently he kind of got conned into it um he said that he read the script and because it was in like Spanish and Italian, he didn't understand the translation to English. He Apparently, he said it wasn't translated properly, so he didn't realise that it was like a splatter, gore-type film, um, which I suppose you can kind of believe, because it was just called Apocalypse Tomorrow. There was no kind of clue at the time that it was going to be a cannibal-type film. But he must have known. I think he uh, apparently was going through a divorce at the time, so just probably needed to pay his bills. When we start off, with some stock footage of NAM that really looks similar to the opening of the A team. <laughs> Doesn't it? It's, it's almost the same. I was just waiting for them to go in 1975. A cracker man or unit was sent to prison by a military court for a crime they did, didn't admit. I thought that's the same fucking footage that the A team used. Um, so, straight away, you know this is probably pretty low budget. Um, we then see some prisoners of war being found um, by this sort of commando unit, which is John, led by John Saxon. Um, we get a pretty cool like, action scene with flamethrowers and stuff. Um, and then we see some like, prisoners of war um, in a pit who are about to be saved, and we see that they're eating human remains. Uh, John Saxon kind of reaches in, gets bitten on the arm, and then he wakes up. Um, it was all a nightmare, and then we kind of back in the city. What city is it that
0: they're in? I have no fucking idea. No, though. just it, a I mean, generic like, city. It's supposed <laughs> to be. It's supposed to be somewhere in America, and it looks like every other portrayal of America we've seen in every other nasty movie thus far. Yeah, it, you know, like, it could it could be any city in America. I don't know if that's deliberate, you know, to make you think this could happen anywhere around you, or if it's just the they don't, they never got a permit to record in America. I don't know. Yeah. It looks, I think they're trying to play it off as like a Boston or a New York, but it doesn't look like neither. No, that's
1: it. Um, then there's a guy who's actually, he's the blonde guy, isn't he, from uh, Cannibal Ferox. Um, mm-hmm. He's kind of, he's, he's been in the same platoon. This is the guy that gets rescued. Um, he kind of realizes that he's got issues in some kind of mental home or something. And we go to, to Saxon, who gets a bit peedy, doesn't he, with the next <laughs> film over. He's about 14, yeah. like this young girl. And then he falls for the best seduction technique I've ever seen, basically pretending that she's got a really bad pain in her vagina. So, yeah. so he kind of goes, oh, <laughs> let me rub it better. I thought that's genius. Never tried that before.
0: Oh, uh, you're yeah, a liar, but I love you. <laughs> I have actually. Oh, my balls
1: hurt. Can you touch them? Feel better. <laughs> so, Ferox guy, anyway, rings Saxon up. Um, obviously, now they're both back from NAM. He says, Do you want to go for a beer? Um, and then he agrees. Um, then that guy is in the cinema and he's kind of seeing two people in the cinema sort of metaphorically eating each other. Um, which mm-hmm. kind of sets him off, and he goes for a bite himself, like literally, doesn't he? Um, and then kind of does a runner. So we realise now that this guy that kind of bit Saxon's arm, you know, he's obviously got some kind of cannibal thing, and it's weird because I don't really know if you can call this a cannibal movie. I know they named it Cannibal Apocalypse afterwards, you know, just because of the fame of kind of a Holocaust and stuff. But it's more like a, a virus, isn't it? Because as far as I was concerned, yeah. like cannibalism is more of a lifestyle choice rather than. A, you know, it's not a disease is it but in the yeah. film it's like you know they're going around biting people and the disease kind of starts to spread um, yeah. he holds himself up in like a, a store and um, where a guy gets into a shootout with a biker gang from earlier which kind of leads to a police siege and then Saxon turns up and then he's getting a bit bitey as well it turns out that he, he bit the teen on the leg um, and she kind of liked it Anyway, Saxon turns up to to talk his mate down from this siege and the policemen catch him and then he bites a cop. And then it all kind of starts to spread, doesn't it? Like They go to this sort of mental home um, where one of the other guys from the platoon is as well. And everyone kind of starts biting each other. Um, And then more and more people kind of start getting infected. And then this is where the film kind of builds momentum because there's like a a bit of an epidemic then kind of starting in the city. Um, where everyone's just kind of starting basically everyone that gets bitten then turns into a cannibal and kind of goes on to bite other people Um, and then it kind of culminates in like a a bit of a brawl with a biker gang from earlier Um, and then like the SWAT team turn up uh, ends up in a sewer and this Mm -hmm. is where it's in all the films we're going to talk about tonight we've got animal violence in the film this is this has got the most minor um, of animal violence, which it's kind of implied in mine, but I don't know, even though this version I've got is meant to be fully uncut. Apparently, is, is
0: yours American? Is yours the American release? No, so it's not going to yeah, be. Yeah, so yours, it, yours, yours isn't in that one. The only one that has the two seconds of of what you're about to talk about is the American one. Yeah, I thought that. I've kind of realised this now, that in, in
1: England we get releases that they call them uncut, but it's not it's it's uncut as far as the BBFC are concerned it's the most it's the most uncut version you can get as with I think I spoke about this before I had to buy I Spit on Your Grave the American version to that's get the full right, version yeah. Um, so yeah Cannibal Apocalypse there's basically a, a two second scene where someone from the SWAT team sets someone else on fire with a flamethrower mm-hmm. and some of like the petrol lands on a live rat and burns it alive and that's kind of um that's kind of the, the, the animal violence in this um then we get like a really cool amazing like a, a shotgun through the stomach scene mm-hmm. which is really cool um later used in death becomes <laughs> <and> her <they, laughs> basically <laughs> use the same scene in that um and then saxon makes it home puts his uniform on his wife's mate turns up and like bites his missus saxon shoots him then shoots his wife, kills himself, really fucking grim ending. And then the kids next door, which is the girl that he was kind of having a bit of a thing with, turns out her and her little brother, they're infected and the mum's in the fridge. Yeah. So a bit of a grim ending sort of thing. Um, and I think we're led to believe then that there's going to be this epidemic spreading throughout the city, but we never really get to see it. And I think that for me is where it's it's not quite the apocalypse I was hoping for. And I know that's yeah. going to be budgetary restraints, a bit like in... Uh, you know Day of the Dead from 1985. They had much bigger plans for that movie. It didn't have the budget, yeah. so just had to be stuck filming underground, sort of thing. And I think this is the same. With a bigger budget, I think we could have seen a lot more carnage. Yes. So I'd quite like to see this remade. I think. Um,
0: yeah, yeah, I think I, I think if anything, see to me the, what you mentioned about it being more like a virus as opposed to actually what we would acknowledges cannibalism is is probably exactly why it could be remade i mean mm. what what is still fairly big just now in terms of of cinema is is zombies and what what are zombies zombies are i, I depend on there's two schools of thoughts but there is a school of thought that it is a virus and and mm. uh, to me this movie kind of feels like um the director was dabbling with the ideas of zombie movies, which were very popular when this came out in Italy. Um, but he didn't want to go fully down that way. And cannibal movies were starting to get a bit of notoriety, so he kind of just mixed the two together. Yeah, it's um, like, uh, he didn't want to go full. He didn't want to go full retard. He didn't want to go full yeah. zombie. <laughs> yeah, he didn't want to go full zombie just or fall. full cannibal. Yeah, so, so he did a bit of both. And it's, it's it's weird because this is one of these ones where when I, when I look at it, I don't necessarily think it's a horror movie at all. It's certainly certainly exploitation. Mm. It, it certainly has that kind of grindhouse vibe. But I mean, this movie is sold as being a horror movie and was sold at the time as being a horror movie because of the the cannibal and the cannibalistic nature and the gore in the movie. Mm. But it kind of has this kind of throwback to kind of seventies. Kind of exploitation cinema like the like that the Italians did so well. Um, mm. That the there are a few things about this movie that I think are pretty fucking awesome. Um, the gore I think is pretty fu- fucking awesome. The effects for start. are awesome. It's the same guy as uh, Zombie Flesh Eaters, isn't it? Yeah, and you really can see fun. it like. That hole in the stomach on the guy from the shotgun, such a cool fucking effect. It looks seamless, looks really, really, really good. It's so the, the camera as well, isn't it? That's right. I mean, once again, a clever, inventive. Um, there's one with a circular saw where they mm. start actually cutting through um, a, a, like a dead body, which, once again, quite liked it because it, it was gratuitously gory, so I I, I liked that aspect. Um, yeah. I quite like the fact that when the people do kind of turn or they are infected with cannibal um, their appearance doesn't really change so they still look normal I think that's a really cool effect because then you don't know like when when that uh, that sleazy boyfriend uh, the the friend of the, the wife who's been basically trying to nail her all movie constantly undermining Saxon you don't undermine Saxon oh is
1: he not is he not kick- saying it's the dragon Roper will kick your ass
0: he will kick your ass and then he'll fucking hand it back to you you'll put it back on he'll kick it off again <laughs> that's, that's how fucking Roper deals with but um I, I mean, when he walks into the room, there is no indication until he starts to look at her uh, in a way which doesn't mean I want to be inside you. Rather, I want a piece of you. Um yeah, exactly. But it's good, though, because
1: it's almost like a nudge-nudge-wink-wink wink thing between the fellow people with the virus. Like, they kind of, they don't attack each other, do they? They know, like yeah. They, they know that the other person's infected. It's like the faculty. <laughs> mm, yeah, and they almost, like, team up together at the end, yeah. don't they? It's, um, it, I, it's pretty good. I,
0: I liked that. I thought that was pretty cool. Um, the soundtrack to this movie is fucking amazing, <laughs> like one hundred percent fucking amazing. But one hundred percent should not be on this movie. Um, it's it's like a it's like a seventies police. Fucking, it would be perfectly at home in one of the Dirty Harry movies. Yeah, yeah. it's just like total fucking American funk style and I love it to bits. Mm. It does not. It, it, it totally mismatches against this movie where there's scenes of like like physical sort of violence or gore and then you've got a funk guitar playing and in the background and it's just <laughs> yeah. it, it doesn't it doesn't fucking go mm. um, and it's weird that they kind of meshed them together I was, that kind of threw me out a bit but I do really like the score um, I think you hit the nail on the head right away and there are two big huge problems with this movie one the scope of this movie should be a lot bigger than what it is and we acknowledge it's probably because they didn't have any money um, the second thing the actor who should pull you into this movie the big name attached to it is John Saxon John Saxon mm-hmm. looks like he could not give a tiny flaming rat about this movie <laughs> he's yeah. like totally uninterested and like you said there, there is there are documented stories that he was duped into doing this movie. He thought he was doing something a bit more, less genre and more hard-hitting. And he didn't find out to the very end it was a cannibal movie. You were telling me that well, you know, he was going through a divorce as well?
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't think it was. And it, Like I say, it was called Apocalypse Tomorrow initially, and I'm sure they added the the cannibal... Label afterwards because of you know, on the back of stuff like Holocaust, I thought oh, if we call it Cannibal Apocalypse, it sounds you know much better. And I think just it fitted in perfectly with the theme of the movie that they could get away with calling it a cannibal film. But even without the fact that it's a cannibal film, it's blatantly a gore filled kind of exploitation thing. And he obviously he, he makes out he didn't realize that that's what it was and that he was conned into it because he didn't, he couldn't understand the script. Apparently, the uh, translation to English wasn't what it should have been. Yeah. which is probably bullshit. I think what's happened is he filmed this thinking because it's Italian slash Spanish that no people in England or America would see it. And it's yeah. that whole thing, isn't it, where people back in the 70s and 80s were ashamed of being in horror films and thought the horror films yeah. were a load of shit. And I think that's what happened. He was quite happy to collect the paycheck. I think he just kind of thought, oh, fuck, this is going to get released in America and people are going to know that I'm doing this. And he was probably embarrassed, and apparently, yeah, he was going through a divorce, so he's probably in it just for the uh, the paycheck, and probably his personal problems amount a little bit to why he just seems a bit disinterested in this film, which he kind of does, because, um, like you say, even though Saxon's not been in a great deal of stuff, I really like him in the films I've seen him in.
0: Yeah, yeah, I think he's I think he's one of those actors that when he shows up in a movie, I'm like, that's fucking awesome, can't wait, bit of John Saxon. <laughs> yeah. Um, I just he, he, his lack of interest in in the role unfortunately pulls me out straight away because he is he is our main protagonist yeah. in the movie and if you cannot sympathise get behind or follow him through the events that are happening in a movie like this is just a disconnect but I appreciate pretty much everything else in it mm. I, I love the fact that you you were talking through the different set pieces of this movie I mean. They throw everything at this movie. You know, we're going from Nam to a siege in a warehouse mm. to a fucking mental institute to the sewers. To, yeah. you know, we're we're, go- we're going everywhere. We're not. It's not all stuck in one location, which ma- makes me think they did have a bit of a budget. Um, yeah, it just wasn't you. I mean, the budget at the beginning that that those sequences, the Nam sequences, they must have spent a fair bit of money
1: on that. Mm. Yeah, because um, once the stock footage has been is kicked in, there's actually quite a good sort of war action scene. Yeah. It's, um, it's pretty good and it looks it looks good, it doesn't look cheap, yeah. it looks good. Um, like I say, it, I did enjoy, it's just, um, I think th- this is one of these films that I, um, when I was about 17, 18, I found this website that basically did video nasties, copies. NTS in NTSC American format, and this is one of the ones I bought, and I always remember being really disappointed with it, and I haven't seen it since. I mean, I bought it about six months ago, and I watched it then, um, and it is actually a pretty good film. I just think because it's been built up as this real like video nasty, it's not ever going to really live up to that. But if you look at it as a standalone film, it is a pretty decent film. Just for me, it had a lot, it had a lot of potential. There was a real potential for massive you know apocalypse like you know like the name would suggest and the apocalypse mm. never really happens and i think a remake of this with a big budget could be amazing
0: um it'd be better than world war z i like world war z i don't. Nah, I don't. Like, not go
1: there i thought i thought it was pretty good obviously i don't like the cgi zombies i don't really like cgi anything but i thought some of the set pieces you know the stuff like a yeah. plane when yeah, some it. of the
0: set pieces were all right. Uh, just the most mundane ending though ever. Mm. Let's, let's let's we'll talk about that another show. Let's move on. Let's move on that from
1: again. that. And so yeah, this like this, like I say, this was pretty enjoyable. Um, I don't know if you can particularly call it a, a cannibal film. It, like you say, it's a kind of a virus sort of mm-hmm. thing. Um, that gets spread by people biting, but it's more you know like you say, it's half zombie, half cannibal. Um, but it's pretty good. It's um, it's a solid little story. And the special effects are fucking great. If you're into your um you know, if you're into your practical effects, this is this is some pretty impressive stuff.
0: Yeah, I think so as well. I think um i I mean it fits comfortably in that kinda ilk of Italian exploitation cinema. That's what they did best. They took a lot of ideas from other movies, they marketed them in ways which and the classic the classic faction, uh, fashion of exploitation. They market them in a way with similar posters or similar names to movies that did a lot of business in the hope that people would check them out yeah, uh, so yes. they could make a quick buck off it and this movie comfortably fits in that. It's probably better than a lot of the Italian exploitation movies I've seen and it's probably better than quite a few of the ones we've already watched so far. Um, Which, which brings us to the final question, Andy. Uh, yeah. Is this one a slap on the wrist? Is this one community service or is this one hard time and we'll fling on the other one at the end should it have been on the nasty list to begin with
1: don't think it should have been on the list um I'm not, like i'm 100 I'm percent certain the other two movies that we're going to do what rating i'm going to give them but this one i don't know because it has got some pretty good gore in it But it's not, uh, I don't know. I think it it gets probably just a couple of hours of community service for me. (laughs) It's just just like maybe a week or something. Uh,
0: (laughs) Um, To me, it's a slap on the wrists. Uh, I think. it's a goofy fucking movie. Yeah. Uh, there, there are sequences where I think had they gone a bit darker with it, um, like if they'd gone a bit darker with the Prisoners rewards at the beginning, mm-hmm. um, that could have edged it up. Um, had they gone a bit darker with actual cannibalism in the movie, then it possibly would have edged it up. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a goofy, fun action movie that has tinges of cannibalism flung through it it shouldn't have been on the list it's on the list probably because there was a rodent death in it it has cannibal in the title and it was a bit gory
1: yeah that's the thing if it had been released under its original name it probably would have never made the list I think
0: yeah I think it would. I think it would have coasted by probably quite comfortably. Yeah. Um, so, sir, we're going to take a very short break. You're going to hear another promo for a show on the network, and then you'll hear uh, some more Leonard words about uh, the next movie we're going to tackle, which um, is an icon, probably one of the most infamous titles, not only on the prosecuted list but in general on the video nasties list. It came out in 1980. Was directed by. Uh, Diodato and it is of course The Mighty Cannibal Holocaust Uh, We're going to be right back to talk about this Depressing movie right after this Well
1: Gary here we are, somehow uh, we made it through here What, where? Uh, We're we're in the sequel of course Sequel, what sequel? Sloppy Seconds, the movie sequel podcast Come on, get with it
0: Oh that's right, our podcast is exclusively about sequels Where the budget is bigger
1: Well, we don't actually have a budget
0: Get away from her you bitch (laughs) What, the action's more exciting?
1: Uh, I don't know much about action.
0: Hey, you got a light? Sure, man. Allow me, scum. The babes are hotter? Wait, there's babes involved? How about some of this? So tasty and hard and firm, that it just melts in your mouth. Do the kills get gorier and more extreme? Uh, kills? Did we talk about this? so <laughs> <laughs> Uh never mind. So, five sloppy seconds—the movie sequel podcast—exclusively on the HorrorFilia Network.
1: Because when all other podcasts are through, we're already thinking about part two.
0: Ruggero Deodato's *Cannibal Holocaust*—one of the the original seventeen—it was banned from the beginning of the Video Nasties era to the end. Um, lots of films with *Cannibal* in the title were banned. The reason for that was probably *Cannibal Holocaust*, um, because it is still a a gruesome, shocking, terrifying film. Well,
1: Cannibal Holocaust was one of the most notorious and movies like Driller Killer and um, Cannibal Holocaust and SS Experiment Camp were like test prosecutions really to see whether a jury would find these videos guilty under the Obscene Publications Act and, and they did. It's It's horrible. I can't understand the reason for such cruelty. It must have something to do with some
0: obscure sexual right or with the almost profound respect these primitives have for virginity. And welcome back. So, movie number two of this show, the review number two, um, and was one that was inevitable. Uh, when we announced we were doing this show, um, I, I suddenly realised that I was going to have to break a vow that I made last year, which was never to watch *Cannibal Holocaust* again. Yeah. Uh, and I have done that just for you people out there, so um, yeah, I I am suffering for my art right now. Um, Cannibal Holocaust came out in 1980 and it was directed by Ruggiero Diodato. Um, This is one of the bigger names on the list, not in terms of necessarily the animal cruelty because there are other films on the list which have equal animal cruelty to this. Yeah. Um, I think Cannibal Holocaust just became the poster child for, for everything that Mary Whitehouse wanted to make sure we didn't see. Yeah. Um, and they kinda didn't help themselves by having a cartoon on the front cover of um Amazonian tribesmen eating the insides of someone. And no. um, I mean that's and you know, in the background, a woman with a a, a spike upper cunt. Um so could uh, you you, that one? That yeah, be the the, <laughs> there are certain covers that have that mm. as the the standout image, and I'm just like, yeah, that's and yeah, it's so yeah, probably the most offensive thing. You put yeah. The um, so yeah, uh, this movie is. Now I've seen this movie a few times, and I've seen it in various different formats. Uh, both myself and Andy own copies of this movie but not fully uncut versions of this movie because you cannot own well you can't buy the fully uncut version in the UK there's still there's still a couple of seconds cut out did
1: your version have the um because I downloaded a Mm -hmm. fully uncut version and it's got a bit of a disclaimer at the beginning I don't know if that's on yours
0: uh, Ming's like basically cuts right into the movie. I've got like a bootleg from a couple of years ago as well as like a bought one. Um, the way you know if your one is fully uncut is you should have the muskrat death on it. So if you saw the muskrat get um, a dagger pierced through its throat live on screen in the camera, doesn't pan away, you have the fully uncut version.
1: Is there not more versions of that though? I think there's a version where you see it get stabbed, and then there's a, there's a, a really extended version because this one that I've just watched, yeah. it's got this disclaimer. Uh, let me just read you this. I'll see if mm-hmm. this is on yours. It says, um, We're presenting Cannibal Holocaust for the very first time in its uncut, uncensored original form, with all sequences photographed by the filmmakers, however offensive and repugnant, presented fully intact. What you will see will definitely shock and offend you. Nonetheless, it should be viewed as a disturbing historical document of a bygone era of extreme irresponsibility, which no longer exists and hopefully will never exist again. Um, and the version that I've watched had a much longer version. It's actually um, a Cotamundi that's called, yes. That's right. not a muskrat. Cotamundi is actually, a muskrat's even cuter, so that would have been yeah, even yeah. worse. But, um, yeah the coyote Mundi and it's a it's a much longer killing yeah it's it's
0: a, it's a prolonged it's a prolonged kill uh, there's yeah. a cut version where as the knife goes in um the camera then pans to people oh, like oh my god you know, the the version I the version I watched for this show um has a prolonged version and to me it's it's uncomfortable it's, si- it's side by side with the turtle death me, actually, uh, just because you can physically see the pain in the animal's face. Um, Mm. But we're we're slightly getting ahead of ourselves. The synopsis for this movie is listed on IMDb um, because they keep it nice and concise. Uh, A New York university professor returns from a rescue mission to the Amazon rainforest where a footage shot by a lost (coughs) team of documentarians who is making a film about the area's local cannibal tribes. So, um, basically... uh, this movie is famous for a few reasons we've already mentioned because it was on the video Nasty's list. The second reason is there is blatant graphic animal killings in this one and it's not animal killings uh, in the sense that you might think Oh, one shot with an arrow and dies or one is shot. No, there is actual um, there's there scenes where you, you see animals... History, yeah, d- build and yeah now that's in this movie um, and w- one of the other reasons that it's infamous is because of what happened in the aftermath of this movie in terms of, which we're going to touch on at the end, in yeah. terms of what actually happened to the director Diodato after the filming of the movie. Um, so basically what we have is we have uh, an American university professor who um, is sent on an expedition to the the rainforest basically to try and locate a missing group of documentarians who went out to do one of these kind of Mondo-esque sort of styled documentaries uh, about a particular tribe in the the rainforest who were cannibals. Um, And he eventually finds the tribe. Um, after much kind of toon and thrown and adhering to their customs, they finally allow him access to the camp where um. he recovers the footage um, and makes his way back he obviously recovers the footage and sees the bodies um, makes his way back to uh, New York um, and uh, returns the, the documentary f- footage to a TV studio who are going to basically put this out and um, to, to show because this has been a big thing in America is what happened to this documentary crew um, and all the rest and what we get is the 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 professor doesn't want them to put it out they don't understand why he doesn't want them to put it out so he shows them footage from the doc the documentary the found footage because this movie is regarded as the first found footage movie and it's not found mm. footage as people recognise found footage now Um, This is found footage as in we are watching people watching footage which has been found and not as in we are watching the found footage. Um, So slightly, slightly different. Um, And basically he shows them the events that happen in this and then we follow through a series of of film clips what had caused, what was the lead-up to these documentary filmmakers dying. Um, And then, uh, I mean... Right. Let, let's just, let, let's just get into it. Right. Uh, basically, what what these these documentary filmmakers are doing is is reprehensible. What they are basically trying to do is exploit um, the the tribes people to make a more sensationalized documentary. And at first, it it starts with small things in terms of manipulation that they're doing. You know, they 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 do kill some animals, which we will come back and talk about. Um, but then it, it further's on to um murder. they actually murder tribes people. they burn down a hut which had people inside it. they they go off the grid um, their their time in the wild makes them wild um and the the tribes people mm. react um in a way which could only be described as justified but at the same time pretty fucking horrific. Um, because yeah. the the one thing I will say about the animal violence in this movie is the animal violence completely sells everything else in this movie because they put so much on screen mm-hmm. death. It's it's it? Yeah, it's basically the it was two reasons. The, uh, uh, or really wanted to create a movie that would would get under your skin and shock you, um, and because he couldn't kill the actors and actresses, which I I think if he had had a chance, he probably fucking would. Um, it just seems like that sort of guy. Like- not now, not 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 now. Nowadays, he's very uh, apologetic about the movie, and he's, he is, he's yeah uh, yeah he, he he doesn't like what he did, but at the time, he was very exploitative. Um, so yeah, yeah. Basically, the animal deaths in this are one to repulse you, which they do very, very well. But two, it's to sell all the special effects that come afterwards. Because if you, if you see on-screen deaths of animals juxtaposed with fake deaths that are handled in a way, the special effects are really fucking good in this movie, by the way. Um, you then start to believe, especially of the era, that these people have died. Coupled with the advertisement campaign that came after the movie which all the cast had signed something to say that they couldn't make any TV or media appearances for a year. So these people disappeared off the fucking grid. Right. Um, Yeah, Diodato basically got hauled over the coals um, at the end for for, uh, a series of things, including murder. Um, I've seen this movie a couple of times, like I say, various cut forms, Andy. Um, This is the second time I've watched a fully uncut version. And at the end of it, I still feel the same way. Uh, I think that this movie is a hugely important movie. Um, I think it it is one of the last sort of movies from that era which could do what it did in this movie without being uh, ripped apart and torn to shreds by all these these organisations, which have been set up since to stop these things happening. I mean, Cannibal Holocaust is in part one of the causes that you have groups like Peter, um, the RSPCA, um, etc., you know, uh, maintaining a watchful eye over any movie that uses an animal to stop this fucking thing happening. And his movie is one of the reasons behind that. But at the same time, there is a, a very strong political message hidden in this movie, which I think still... Resonates just as strong today as it ever does, which is how people will exploit people for entertainment. And um, it's—I mean—our televisions now are full of reality TV shows where people humiliate themselves, will eat all manner of fucking horrible things, um, dignity at the door. Yeah, for the sake of entertainment. Um, And certain movies can capture that. Um, Very few movies capture it like Cannibal Holocaust captures it. Um, And this is one of a handful of movies that I've ever seen that whenever this movie finishes, I feel depressed as fuck. I feel slightly ill. And I'm, you know, I I ask myself the same question, why have I put myself back through this movie again? Um, Hmm. Because I know it's going to do that every time. Um, uh, Deaths of animals. I think there's six, there's six graphic deaths of animals in this, if memory serves. There's five or six. I should actually count the yeah. out. It's yeah, seven. I've uh, got it
1: down here. It's seven, uh, yeah. Animal, you've got the, the Mundi, um, which is often, it, it, people think it's a muskrat it's, it's a muskrat. yeah. Um, tur- a turtle um, is killed. Both of those are killed in the story to be eaten. Um, then a yeah. pig gets shot just because the bloke's a cunt. Um, monkey monkey gets its head chopped off so they can eat its brains. And then a tarantula and a snake are killed by a machete. Yeah. Um, to be honest, like... The only animal death I've got a problem with is that cotamundi because it suffers. Um, like the turtle is like disemboweled and basically like eviscerated but its head is the first thing to be chopped off.
0: Yeah, I think, I think so the, the, the fact... It's not people... suffering. Yeah. I think the fact that the body's still moving, like, while it's being disemboweled, I think that's the part that sticks with people. Switching. Yeah. yeah is, is, I mean, it's, its flippers are still moving, and then when they open it up, the organs inside are still moving. I mean, mm-hmm. its heart's still pumping, even though its head's been chopped off. I think that's... Maybe not... This. I'm, I'm with you, the the, the 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 physical pain and agony and the excruciating torture on that, that Monday's death is... It's horrific, and that's the reason. I mean, there's a reason that the the quote unquote uncut version in the UK has a turtle death in it, but it doesn't have the quote Monday death in it yeah. because that one is is just fucking. And, uh, and yeah. I mean, and I, I know people. I right, I know. Let me put this here. I know Mike Murphy's listening, and Mike Murphy has a really cool podcast called Badass Boobs and Body Kints, which I'm a big fan of. Yeah, and he he, 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 he was he was giving us a bit of ribbon okay. on the old day thing on the old Facebook page saying you're probably gonna cry about the animal death and mm. No, I'm not gonna cry about the animal death. Um I am not gonna sit there and claim to, to you know to try and inflate my ego or, or or make myself come across as tougher than I am that the animal deaths don't affect me. Yeah. Um, I think you have to be pretty fucking cold. Mm. <laughs> um to, to watch this movie and not elicit any sort of emotional reaction from seeing an animal not killed, but tortured and then killed. Um, yeah. I, mean, I yeah. think it's pretty fucking horrendous. And I, like I say, I can understand why it was done in the movie. Uh, that doesn't mean that I have to endorse why it was done. Unless you're a
1: vegetarian or a vegan, if you eat factory farmed animals, they really suffer as well. Do you know what I mean? It's just not televised. Like ninety-seven percent, I think, of um, of animal meat is factory farmed, and basically, despite what the regulatory bodies lead you to believe, like they're force-fed, um, kept in pretty terrible kind of cramped conditions, and pumped full of antibiotics, and then some of them aren't killed humanely either. Okay. Um, so it's weird. It's weird for me that because people obviously show so much outrage at this animal being killed on screen. It's it, I find that not fascinating, but. It's like, there's shit like this going on all the time and it's just one particular animal that's killed on screen and... Yeah, it's
0: because it's not held in front of your face, though.
1: Yeah, and it, it's, it's fucking awful to watch and it really made me feel uncomfortable. Um, but, and I think what you were saying earlier, it's kind of right that if somebody didn't step in and say, right, you fucking can't do that on film, mm-hmm. I think a lot of people would be using this technique within their films because oh yeah, because it sells the realism of the other. I mean, I, I was kind of thinking the special effects in this film, I think, are so good. Even without the animal cruelty, I still think it's really believable. Yeah. But like you say, the fact that you've seen real violence, it almost like does confuse your brain into then seeing when you see the you know the acts carried out on humans, you think, Fuck, "No, fucking, hell, that's that's really realistic looking." And I think if they hadn't kind of put a stop to this and said, look, you can't fucking show this for films, I think a lot of people would use this and it would just become like a normal everyday thing just to show animals being killed in films to add to the realism then, you know, of the human killings.
0: Um, The next film we're going to be talking about tonight is Case in Point. Yeah. (laughs) One one year later, mm. it's, it's, it's amped up. There's animal deaths in that movie for the sole purpose of trying to outdo the animal deaths in this movie. Yeah, so it becomes a game of one-upmanship, and yeah, that's I, yeah it. I mean, I, I, it's it's such a such a fine line because I I think this movie serves like such an important purpose in cinema, and I've argued this before um, that I think this movie for for yeah you can you can see that if you've ever watched this movie, you can see it's appalling, and you will never watch it again. And mm. I would totally understand. I would shake your hand and say. Listen, I cannot argue that opinion with you um, because that's how the movie makes you feel. Mm. And on some level, I think Diodato wanted that to be... I don't think Diodato ever expected people to be watching this repeatedly. I think he kind of expected people to watch it once, be appalled and shocked about it, and it would go down in infamy. Um, To me, it serves a really important purpose in that it is clearly an exploitation style of cinema. That's yeah. been done here, but it has. It is so well shot. It's so cleverly executed, mm. um, and it has such a an important message at the centre. Now, the, you could argue that the message at the centre, which is basically poking a finger directly at white people in general, to say, "Look how you you destroy, and bastardize, and use." Yeah, I mean, there's there's a message in there. There was also a a, a direct poking at uh, um things like Mondo cinema in general. Yeah, um, that's why when you listen to the soundtrack, the soundtrack has a very Mondo esque sort of Mondo cinema sort of style sending into it. It's that like you know the opening
1: music is like a weird cheesy soap opera that's sort of like eerily soothing. Yeah.
0: That's, <laughs> and so that's- really catchy as well yeah if you, if you watch if you watch any mondo cinema that's the sort of music that's that's played in it so the kind of the, the kind of cleverly plays that in as well um so you have that in there as well but the, you know the the the, the kind of central message there basically about you know even even down to the point of that i and maybe it's a bit too ham-fisted at the end when you get the line you know who are the real cannibals you know i Do mean you know that, that? That, which is a bit to me. That one's a bit too on the nose. But I just now, I think they used bit... the wrong.
1: I think they used the wrong word. Like they should, should have said, "Who are the real savages?" Yeah, because a cannibal is a cannibal is just somebody that eats human flesh. Yes. Where and as I like, say, who are the real cannibals? For me, that doesn't make sense. I don't, yeah, don't know it's... if that was because the, the director was not English. They didn't fully. <laughs> I think the question who's the real savages would have made a lot more sense because obviously they're in there meant to be the savages and it's the you know it's the right people So yeah using the word who are the real cannibals I think you, you put the deal is. on the head yeah. yeah, I think
0: that's exactly, exactly what it is. I think it's basically a case of you get a, a foreign director and they associate savages with cannibals all the way through the movie. So that line, who are you know, who are the real cannibals, um, is just, you know, who are the real savages? Um, and yeah, it's uh I mean, it's not. It's not an easy watch. Uh, it's not. A, uh, the special effects we're talking about are incredibly well done. They um, yeah. I watched it with a, a. I got a friend to watch it last year from another show, um, and he to this day will contest that the woman that has the spike up through her—that's mm. a real death—and I've explained to him, God knows how many times, it's not to him that's a real death that woman died Well, i was looking
1: like and fucking it, it's good i mean she she's so perfectly still, still? and it's still meant yet. to be isn't it that they, they fashioned like a bicycle saddle like a small yep. bicycle saddle atop of a, a metal pole that she sat on and then she got a piece of sort of hollow bolster wood in her mouth and then just looked skyward but it's perfectly vertical yeah. She's sitting perfectly vertical, so you know. So her torso is kind of at the middle of this pole, and then the piece of wood is coming out of her mouth, and yeah, I mean, it's, it's fucking clever, I mean, it's, it's an amazing special effect, I, I don't think it's real, I do genuinely think that they've done a special effect, but fucking hell, for, for you know a movie made in 1980...
0: Yeah. It looks incredible,
1: and I tell you what—the castration scene at the end. Yeah, there,
0: I was, what I was about to say the ridiculous. guy's cock getting cut off looks, and it means so fucking realistic that every time it happens, I cross my legs. Yeah, and you
1: genuinely get a spurt of blood like with his heartbeat jets out, yeah. and you think, "Fucking no. hell!" Like, I genuinely think I could, I understand why he was holding in front of a judge upon murder charges because it's it's fucking realistic and i watched it in quite a good you know quite not a blu-ray definition but a high definition and it fucking holds up
0: it totally holds up
1: and like i say i understand why they use the animal death deaths but even you take away the animal killings i'm my brain would still be convinced that i was watching something real i think it's fucking amazing the, the special effects that they did and apparently when this film was originally released and it was like a really grainy copy because you'd get a copy of a vhs and sometimes it'd be a third or fourth generation copy with terrible fidelity but even on high def it's fucking it's good it's seamless and the cock chopping scene you can't really see where it goes from him standing there with his knob out to the guy grabbing his cock and locking it off it's like fuck because i haven't seen this film for years um and I watched this again, and I mean, this is totally what you were saying. This is the poster child movie for the nasties era. This was on the front cover of a lot of the newspapers. And um, mm-hmm. the video nasties thing was, you know, whenever a news story broke, this was the picture. You know, that the, like you say, it's a cartoon image of a, you know, of a, a tribes person eating munching on what looks like some intestines. And there's a lot worse shit in the film than that. But yeah, this is totally the poster child for, for that era and I think it's a really fucking good bit of cinema. I think it's an amazing film and I, en- yeah. I actually really enjoyed watching it this time around. Mm-hmm. Um, just because I was almost a bit just blown away by, it. it was so ahead of its time, This, you know, the whole found footage thing and the way the film's set up, I think it's great because it, it starts off as a normal kind of film. We're just following these guys through the jungle, aren't we? And like like you say, um, we're we're showing the footage as the people in the film are watching the footage. Mm -hmm. And Blair Witch did, you know, like you said, they kind of were the first people to do it. But I don't think anyone else has done a found footage film this good. This is the best found footage film I've ever seen, as far as I'm concerned. It's so well done. Um, And I felt like I was watching a documentary.
0: Yeah, I mean that to me the only movie that's kind of copied the style of it which ironically was the next found footage film after this is the last broadcast the last broadcast is played as a documentary. Okay. With footage from cameras played in it. Yeah. So it's it's a similar technique um Blair Witch kind of redefines what we class as found footage because it basically takes out the beginning of the story. Yeah, it takes out the middle man, doesn't it? You just straight Yeah, it takes a, out yeah, all we get is a a message at the beginning saying videos were found and this is the footage that was found um Mm -hmm. and that becomes the template for everything we get after it none of them are given the same sort of attention to detail and time that this movie did and this movie i mean we, we can quickly cover some of the some of the things... that I mean, the, there was massive fallouts in sets because certain actors were appalled by the animal violence because they, they didn't realise they'd signed up to this. Uh, Diodato was apparently yeah. very, very much a bully on set and you will do what you're told and this will happen. Um, the... also. Because of the campaign that they ran, and because, like you were saying, the realistic nature of the the violence against people, uh, deal Odal was h- held up in front of. He was arrested first um, on various different charges, including obscenity. Uh, um, I think, wasn't yeah, it? obscenity, which was a as a, a, a cr- well was a crime. I don't know if it still is. And. Um, in Italy, uh, and then they charged him with murder, Um, he eventually had to get the contracts broken for the actors and actresses who then made a public media appearance so he could get let off with those murders but he was then still in charge
1: sorry? i was sorry I was just going to interject there, what he really cleverly did was basically make these people disappear off the face of the earth for a year to add to the realism of this movie, which is something they kind of did Blair Witch as well, didn't they have the real life documentary on the Discovery Channel kind of, yeah um so that was fucking clever. Yeah, go on Karen, what were you saying? Yeah, then they had to kinda of break pull them up and prove that yeah. he hadn't killed them, didn't he?
0: Yeah, but then he had then he got charged with the the girl with the, the spike. He got charged with her death. Yeah. Um and of yeah. course she's a she's a, a tribeswoman, so he couldn't locate her. They couldn't locate her. So basically what I had to do was recreate how it was done by explaining that, you know, it was this modified bicycle seat and all the rest. But in court, they couldn't get, the, the woman kept falling off the, the seat. So they still didn't believe him. Uh, and he luckily had well, yeah, been quite he good. Way, yeah, well, you would. <laughs> he'd been luckily quite good at documenting the filming process. And he had photos of the woman getting the, the prosthetic applied to her mouth um, before and after standing with the crew and that's all that got him off it. He then had to fight a further three years after this to get his movie released. Um, because mm. it was basically, in Italy anyway, it was it was banned. He uh, had to fight a further three years to get the movie released. Um, and I mean, yeah, I mean, uh, to me it's probably, uh, to me when, when they talk about video nasties and they, they put forward the case for what a video nasty is, and this kind of leads us onto the 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 kind of final part of this review Um, to me this is the definition of a video nasty oh yeah definitely
1: I mean I just think we've talked about the animal killings let's just talk about what then happens to some of the humans in there yes I mean there's some there's some brutal shit I mean the, the thing we see before the footage is, I mean there's, there's one funny bit that made me laugh I'll just talk about this and then I'll talk about the other stuff you know when the the guy strips all his clothes off to like prove to the tribesmen and they all like shoot at his feet with the, with the blow darts yes remember that when the American professor guy strips all his clothes off he just gets surrounded by naked women grabbing at his cock I thought hang on a minute <laughs> how come that guy gets shot at and you're getting fondled by naked ladies mental <laughs> Um, but, yeah, I mean, before, like when, they, when the professor and the guide turn up, they kind of stumble across this, like, sacrificial, uh, almost like punishment, that this yeah. tribe, tribesman, and I think this is interesting as well, that I'll, I'll, I'll move on, I'll, I'll say what I was going to say. The, um, it's a tribesman basically raping his, it's like a, his, his missus has cheated on him, so what he has yeah. to do is drag her out into the middle, like, away from the tribe, Rape her with like a giant pointed rock, yes, um, stuff like mud and spikes up her fanny and then beat her to death with the yep. rock. Now, I noticed that the, the woman victim in that was an American or blatantly an American woman, uh-huh. and it almost makes me think, could they not get the tribes people? Because I'm really fascinated as to how they kind of convince these tribes people because they probably didn't know what a film was
0: yeah well they were that's the thing they were a real tribe they they actually found a real tribe who would the obviously not a real tribe of cannibals but mm. um, a real tribe to to be involved with this movie and i'm just thinking to myself if this real tribes has had little to no content uh, contact with with uh, the white man before and then the white man shows up and says they want to do a movie and then they see these actions happening. I know. How does that portray us as a people?
1: Yeah, exactly. And like I say, it's that it's not a tribeswoman who's getting raped by that rock. That's obviously And that's
0: graphic that is a graphic yeah. violent sequence. It's a horrible, horrible sequence.
1: It is because he is genuinely distressed as well because he in the story he's been forced to do it by the fellow tribespeople and they've said, you know, if you don't punish and kill your wife into cheating on you, we're gonna kill you. He is actually like visibly shaking and crying, isn't he, after he's done this. I know it's obviously faking stuff, but in the story, that kind of, it really sends a shudder down his spine. Because for me, like almost the worst thing about that, even worse than the act itself, is that him and her, if this was reality, have got on that boat, sailed to wherever they're sailing to. And the whole time, he knows that he's got to do that to her and she knows that he's got to do that to her. And that's fucking chilling to me. Do you know what I mean? They both know that he's got to do this thing to her, otherwise he's going to be killed. So yeah, like beats her to death, throws her in the boat and just pushes it away. And that's only about sort of 20 minutes into the film and you think, fucking hell, if they're showing me this 20 minutes in, like what else are you going to show me? And like then it goes on, there's there's, um, there's a forced abortion that looks very fucking real as well, where they like string up a pregnant tribeswoman forcibly rip the fetus out of her vagina and then throw it in the mud. And it's done, like... And then, like, the people who are such arseholes, aren't they? This, like, film crew. Who are oh, the, the, th- the th-
0: most reprehensible fucking people in the world. And you see previous footage of one of their previous documentaries they've done. And that's real, isn't it? Yes, I think so. I think the footage in that is... The, the, the footage in that is actually, on some level, slightly... It upsets me a little bit more actually than than a lot of what goes on in this movie. Yeah, <laughs> it's fucking horrible. Yeah, I mean, you see kids
1: being thrown into the back of a truck dead. You see real life executions by firing squad. Mm. Um, and again, like that's just really exploitative, isn't it? Using that just to sell the violence that happens later on in the film. Um, and also show that these are arseholes because apparently like in the, in the story of the movie they kind of faked that didn't they to get, to get like the story of the executions it's basically showing that this group of people will do anything for their story and if there isn't a story they'll make one yeah so they're just fucking cunts like and then so you've got like the forced abortion that they're kind of running in and filming and going oh this is brilliant look look at this and then like you know they set the tribes people's like, houses on fire and they're running like one guy's like kicking a pig and then he kills it that's another one like the real animal killings um, and then you've got like a gang rape on one of the tribe's women it's just fucking it's, it's pretty like relentless isn't it and like we cut back to the, the group of people watching this footage they were just like fucking hell <laughs> this, is, this is mental and they're like yeah it's, it gets worse and, you know and then it'll cut back to it again and we see some more. And, you know, you get some catharsis when, at the end, the arsehole people who have been doing all this vile stuff to these tribespeople finally get their comeuppance. Yeah. But it doesn't really make you feel any better, does it? Because it's just more grim violence. And she gets raped like in a horrendous way where, like, two tribespeople are holding her legs open and another guy looks like he's in a fucking rugby scrum, doesn't he? Yeah just, like, railing and it's just like, oh, fucking hell, like, I don't really want to watch any more of this. It's a bit much, you know. Um, but like you say, it's, it's, they're getting their comeuppance, but it's so brutal and it's so realistic, you almost feel like your senses are being assaulted, for, you know, for the sake of watching this, you know, watching them get the comeuppance, which is good, because you think, well, oh, thank fuck for that. And I'm, I'm glad they haven't got away with what they've been doing. Yes, yeah, yeah. But uh, oh, yeah, it's it's pretty strong stuff. I mean, I've I've obviously not seen every film on the list, but I can't imagine anything else is going to really come close to this.
0: Um, I have been assured I have not seen the particular titles, the offending titles. I have been told that there are movies on the list where the there is more graphic animal violence than in this. Oh, really? Yes.
1: And it's not Ferox. I mean okay. It's well, not
0: it's
1: not Ferox or so me to... have. So I was I was gonna say I've been looking into like animal killings because they like they kill something in apocalypse now
0: and
1: not many came up in the list, so these have obviously escaped uh Wikipedia. Yep. Do you know what they are? So...
0: Do you know which ones? I don't know. I've just been assured that. Oh, on just be there, a so. surprised
1: then, brilliant. Yeah,
0: that's that's what I'm kind of I'm kind of thinking that you're gonna you're gonna be really optimistic at the end of one episode, and then the following episode, you will know which episode it is because we're gonna sound completely bummed out. At the yeah, start. yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, um, I think this one's academic. Um, I'll, I'll kick us off with the grading first. This one is hard time for me, um, and this one should have definitely been on the list. I think there's no way. You can you, you can't give it hard time, uh, because they do they pretty much cover almost every taboo possible in this movie. Yeah. Um, so, there is real violence on the screen in terms of what's conducted on the animals, um, and just in general, that the deaths that do happen, the fake deaths that do happen in this movie, are of a standard which I don't think many films have ever even come close to. No yeah totally
1: or Yourself? yeah I agree I mean like I say the animal killings where the animals suffer in they're incredibly hard to watch um, yeah. it's a beautiful beautifully shot film um, it's relatively well acted um, there's in really incredibly realistic special effects even without the animal cruelty to kind of convince your brain that they're good they genuinely are good um, but the stuff in it like you say it, it, it covers everything it's got animal killings it's got sexual violence genital mutilation you know a horrendous rock rape that I've never seen before, a forced abortion. Yeah. Ah, fucking hell. It's like, that's it. That's it. They've, they've done it. They've covered pretty much everything you could... You know, they've ticked every box as far as yeah. video-nasty is concerned. It, it 100% should make the list. And I think we should just reiterate, just in case people are listening to our show for the first time, we don't agree that there should be a list because we don't agree no. with censorship. No. But putting ourselves in a situation where if we're living in a world where a list... You know, is absolutely necessary and obviously cast you you know, if you cast your memory back thirty years, this genuinely was a list in the UK. Then yeah, this one, if any if nothing else makes the list, this one's gotta be on there. Yeah. Um, And yeah, and it and hard time as well. And I'm not sure if anything else I can probably think off the top of my head a couple of films of the ones that might get hard time. Yeah. And but for this one, yeah, this this, uh this kind of deserves deserves to be our first film that gets hard time, definitely
0: so we're going to take a very short break um, you're going to hear another promo and you're going to hear some more wise words about our final movie review uh, which came one year after this but owes a lot to this movie um, yeah. it is the the Umberto Lenzi cannibal movie Cannibal Ferox from 1981 and we're going to be right back to discuss it right after this
1: Hello, have you ever heard of MSK3000? Yeah, well, we ain't them but we are movie fans who like to drink and talk shit about our favorite movies. So join me, your host Nudie, along with my co-host Jake the Snake, and special guest stars as we dissect our favorite, or maybe not so favorite, movies on the NFW Podcast, otherwise known as No Fucking Way. You can catch us on Heart Ophelia and also at NFW underscore podcast on Twitter, or NFW Podcast at Yahoo.com. It's a typical Italian cannibal movie uh, and you have sequences in it, for example, where uh, there's a f- most probably one of the most famous scenes is where Lorraine de gets hung up by her breasts, um, a scene that seems to imitate a similar sequence in the Richard Harris Western A Man Called Horse, but there's also poor old John Morgan who suffered a lot in these kind of movies, uh, gets his cock chopped off basically and the top of his head split open like a breakfast egg and the brains scooped out, so that's a fun sequence. Really, it's one of those movies that deserves its reputation, and most notably for the animal cruelty because there's a killing of a pig and that sort of thing, which is the reason, really, that it's had problems, it still continues to have problems to this day with the censor. But, you know, the uncut version, which was released back in the day, is still quite a collector's item. (laughs) to our third movie review and our final review of the evening, this is Cannibal Ferox. Now this film, we've decided to do this one after um, Holocaust just because it's such a a rip-off basically. (laughs) This is also known as as Make Them Die Slowly um, in in America, this is an Italian film from 1981 uh, directed by Umberto Lenzi, uh, released in 1982 in August. Um, and then added to the list less than a year later in july eighty three now, this is such a rip off of <laughs> cannibal holocaust It almost doesn't deserve to be talked about i mean we obviously we need to because there are other, there's various things in this that you know that need to be addressed, like the animal killings again, like you said earlier, they're trying to kind of even go go one up from Cannibal holocaust but even like the beats of this movie, the cadences of certain things, it's, it's so fucking similar. They've even got like one of the same actors yeah. um, in this movie. You know, there's the, the kind of the thing where there's a guy that's um, using cocaine because they're probably pretty close to like Columbia and places like that. Um, you know, you've got the, the people going off exploring, looking for cannibals. The, the slight difference in this one is that the arsehole people that have been horrible to the cannibals, the, the kind of the original group bump into this group. Mm-hmm. and they sort of into the movie um, and then they kind of team up um, the, the the people that they meet initially kind of play the victim and make out that one of their friends got castrated and everything and it kind of turns out that this guy he was actually the one doing terrible terrible things to the tribes people um, and then it almost follows the same sort of revenge thing it's just it, it's just not shot as well it's not acted as well it's just, it, just, it kind of tries to do everything that Cannibal Holocaust does and it just fails. It just does it nowhere near as good. Um, hey, what do you think
0: to this? Um, I'm going to be slightly, slightly um, controversial on this one. Um, I remember watching this one when it got re- released officially in a cut fashion in 2001 when... Like Cannibal Holocaust, I spit in your grave and all that finally made it um onto VHS. I was working a video store at the time. Yeah. I remember watching it um the same week that I watched Cannibal Holocaust, um and actually thinking that I'd watch the same movie again. Right, yeah. <laughs> um just that I thought maybe this is one of these movies that, you know, they released it, it didn't you know, Cannibal Holocaust didn't do well. Not knowing the full backstory of Cannibal Holocaust at the time, yeah. that you know it hadn't done well, that they basically spliced other sequences in and released under a different name okay you know like Cannibal Ferox just to put it back out again yeah um, and, and kind of thought that I didn't like it coming back to, to watch it I actually quite enjoy this movie Um and I will I will probably more openly say that you know I know what Lindsay said that Lindsay claimed he hadn't seen Cannibal Holocaust before making this movie which oh, is a shit. lie <laughs> which is so much of a fucking lie, it's unbelievable. Know, um, it's like like you, that that's a lie you just can't tell. Like, no yeah, one that's can tell you. <laughs> that, that that's a lie that doesn't work. You know what I mean? At all, on any level. Um that, that that's like the guy standing there with the you know, the, 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 the marked bills With it that have been coated in some sort of resin on his hands (laughs) that the police then scan over and say well why have you got the dyed coins there and saying I didn't do it I didn't steal this money I I mean it's so blatantly you've been caught red handed this movie is like in some sections follows like you said exactly the same beats however um, if this movie is trying to be political I don't think it it, it works Um, however I do quite like the story in this one I quite like the the idea of um these mob guys running away. Oh why would they would run as far as the Amazon to live when they could have clearly got away with Mexico. It's a bit far. Uh, yeah, it's a bit far, but maybe they were too concerned. Um I I, I love the, I, I, there are particular ghost sequences in this one. There's particular like horribly painful sequences in Cannibal Ferox that make me wince more than Cannibal Holocaust And one involves A couple of hooks Through a woman's tits um, I don't know if it's Because I, I saw How the special
1: effect Was done on that On the special features On zombie is It shows you how They did that And I don't know If it's just because I know how they did it But that didn't bother me All oh, right, I,
0: I get, It gets me Every time Because I just imagine I've been tat- Let's put it this way I've been tattooed On my chest Yeah um, Just above my man tit okay. um, I've been tattooed there and it's it's not pleasant. It's not no. pleasant. Um, I've never been pierced in my nipples, but I've been told it's not pleasant. No. The thought of getting a hook placed underneath your pec muscle and then pulled right through the other side and hooked up yeah. is uh, there's just something about that that makes me wince. The same way I think about you know when I see a movie where someone gets a Achilles tendon slashed at Yeah, yeah, I, I, I get the same feeling. That 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 kind of that kind of wincey well, thing you just did there, yeah. I get that when I think of that. It, it's just something that affects me. Do you know, when
1: when um, it happened, to James McAvoy's character in the Last uh-huh. Thing in Scotland. Yes, and this is probably a good testament to how good his acting is. But that fucking made me wince. But and I think I don't know. It's just I don't, I just don't really believe any of the gore in Ferox um, and I, oh, I watched that yeah. before I watched *Kind of Holocaust*, so it wasn't like I'd been. So it wasn't like I'd been spoiled by watching *Holocaust*, and then *Cat Ferris wasn't as good. I don't know. I just think her. I don't buy it from her acting. I think with stuff like that, you, it's you, it's the the reaction of the actor that really yeah. is what gets the, a reaction from what, me. Yeah, I don't what, think she's that believable that she's in, in enough pain.
0: Yeah, and I, I know where you're coming from. Do I mean? don't necessarily think I don't necessarily think the special effects are great in this movie. I just think that the, the the violence that's acted out, I think is quite interesting. I think like the the choice of doing that, I can't think of any movie before, Cannibal Ferox that would have had a woman having a hook through her tit. Um, so it's so, that sort original. of thing. You know what I mean? Yeah, not necessarily the not. It makes me wince because I imagine it, but I'm not. I'm not meaning that it looks realistic. Because when you look at it as a fake tit, I mean, it's obvious. It's discolored to the rest of her body, yeah. um, so it's obviously fake. But like I say, that the fact that they do that in there is such a. I can't imagine any tribes person doing that. So it seems out of place, and it looks like such a vicious fucking thing to happen. Um, the, the. It's an entertaining movie to me. Um, but it's not a it's not a heavy movie for me mm-hmm. uh, in terms of it doesn't hold the same weight or gravitas as Holocaust. Yeah. Um, but that's I don't th- I genuinely don't think that's what Lindsay was aiming for. Lindsay's back catalogue of movies is is pretty much wall to wall exploitation. He did do some other things. I think he did. Memory serves. I'm sure he did a Jalo, uh, which I've been told to check out because apparently it's pretty good. But he's another one of these well rounded guys who did. Uh, War films, uh, he did fucking western movies. You know, like the, the 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 school of Italian cinema was that directors tended to do quite a few different genres. Okay. And I, I I think I think I, over time, Lindsay's come to regret hit, uh, Ferox as well. Right. Um, not for the same reasons that I think uh, Diodato is regretting. I don't. I've never read anything that says that Lindsay. Uh, was upset about the animal violence or anything like that there is a fantastic story um, that i was reading about uh, because basically Lindsay ended up completely with actors and actresses that, that didn't want to do what he wanted um, at all <laughs> like, he was just like not fucking happening um, and uh, john uh, Morgan. Who's uh, you? We'll see him in some other movies. He's, uh, in fact, if memory serves, he's in at least two other movies on the list. Which is uh, *House to the Edge of the Park*, and I think there's another one, but I can't remember. Okay. Um, but he apparently was to kill the pig. Yeah. In the movie, and he refused to do it. Okay. Like, flat refused to do it would not fucking kill this pig right. and Lindsay was like livid Lindsay, like you all do this and you wouldn't do it Refused to do it so what they did was they got his stunt double to do it
1: okay
0: so there is a slight blip if you're watching the movie where it pans away slightly and then the pig gets hit and then mm. it cuts back to him doing it and the plan was that he was there was going to be a bowl of pig's blood yeah and he was going to stab it with Basically, what you'll stab it with a knife, which yeah. would give him the blood splatter,
1: okay?
0: So it would, it would happen off camera, yeah. Um, and he stunt double held like stunt double killed the pig, he stunt double held the bowl of pig's blood but put his hand underneath the bowl. Okay. So on the first strike of the dagger, it went through the bowl and actually stabbed the stunt double, huh?
1: Good to
0: like stabbed him in the hand. Just and uh, this- basically, a uh, Morgan says that he feels that it was some sort of spiritual karma from the pig oh, uh, yeah. exacting its way back on the actor. There's also a really funny story I heard where um when Morgan and Lindsay were having an argument about the killing of the pig that Lindsay had said to Morgan De Niro would do it. De Niro, (laughs) if De Niro was on this film set, De Niro would do it. And Morgan apparently said to Lenzi that if De Niro was here, he'd kick his ass all the way back to Italy. Um, Yeah. I I mean, it kind of shows you. I mean, uh, Lenzi didn't really give a fuck about anyone other than making a quick movie, making a bit of money, moving on to the next project. So when when we're talking about how this is like a plagiarized version of of Holocaust, it really fucking is. I mean, if you watch these two movies, as someone that has never seen them before, you would be forgiven for thinking that this would be a sequel. It kind of feels like some sort of... It kind of feels like the the, the Evil Dead 2 to Evil Dead, only not as well handled as Evil Dead 2, yeah. in that it has two actors from Holocaust making an appearance in this movie. Mm-hmm. It goes back to a tribe this tribe happened to be cannibals again it has like a, a scientific expedition of people you know so it follows all these tropes it adds slightly different things but it, it adds these different things and and to me overall it's not a great movie I don't think it's a bad movie I still think this movie is I mean it shines quite high above things like uh, like blood rates and um yeah. you know acts and things like that I yeah. I, I, I I don't mind Ferox at all um, I just think it should call itself what it is which is basically a, a version of Cannibal Holocaust done by someone else I love the fact that the film claimed um, that it was banned in 31 countries <laughs> uh, when I don't actually think it was banned Hi, in 31. just a
1: selling point just, <laughs> can, just a blag to get people to go oh, <laughs> let's get a bit then
0: it's I mean, still not fully. It's still not fully uncut in the UK, though, is it? Um, no, I don't
1: think it is. No, yeah, again, I think for you the can animal, get it in
0: America. The the, BB, the BBFC basically, you've only
1: got a problem with animal killings if the animal suffers hmm. unnecessarily. So, for that reason, you're not going to find an uncut version over here. I mean, the killing of the pig is purely just to prove that that guy's a psychopath, isn't it? And then just to show that she enjoyed watching him do it, and so she's a bit fucking tapped as well. Exactly. Purely for that reason. I mean, the other thing that's killed, um, I'm sure they genuinely do that when they go off. You know, they'll they'll tie a small animal to a stake um, on on a chain. So if an anaconda or something comes into the camp, the anaconda will attack the animal rather than the people, and it gives them a chance to you know avoid getting attacked and gives them a chance to kind of escape or do whatever so for me like although that was really distressing as well because that little fucker suffers more even more so than the coat of money doesn't it in kind of a holocaust it's a much slower death it's no worse than anything you'd see at five o'clock on bbc one with david attenborough do you know what i mean It's, um, it's just the fact that the humans have have basically forced that to happen rather than you know, sitting in a bush waiting for three days to watch something get killed by something else. They've, they've basically orchestrated that, haven't they, by putting the steak in, releasing an anaconda and then filming, you know, the inevitable death of the animal. Yeah. Um, so yeah, apart from the pig killing, which is really unnecessary, but again, pretty quick and it didn't really suffer, I don't think. Um, there's nothing in there that's that's too bad for me. and And the gore, it just, you know, it's weird. Like, I did what I watched Cannibal Ferox first, and even though I hadn't seen Cannibal Holocaust for about 10 years, I went, they're ripping that off. Like, I remember. <laughs> uh, I think it must have had quite an impression on Cannibal Holocaust, like I think it does on everyone. It is not a movie you forget. I thought, they're ripping, hang on oh, a minute. Like, because I, I didn't realize it was a rip off until I watched it, and I thought, fucking hell, like, they're really nicking stuff from <laughs> this movie, like, blatantly stealing stuff. Um, I mean, you know, like the special effect where he gouges the tribesperson's eye out, it's a bit rubbish. Um, yeah. The bit where, I mean, the, you know, when they chop his knob off, you don't really get to see it the way you do in Holocaust, and then they like cauterize the wound, which I thought was quite brutal, to stop him yeah. bleeding so they could torture him some more. But then they don't really torture him, do they? They just like lop his, his head off um, in some kind of crude device where the top of his head pops through a table, and then they lop it off with a machete, um, and they eat his brain. And then the girl escapes, doesn't she, because there's like a person. I mean, there's a bit of, there's a quite a sort of nasty scene of sort of, a, a bit like humiliation kind of scene where they take get a person and they're like threatening to cut her with a knife and stuff. Um, that's a little bit disturbing, I suppose. Mm-hmm. And then that tribesperson lets the other woman go. Um, and then we kind of see her, don't we, back in America. Um, and she says, no, cannibals don't exist, because I think she kind of wants to protect them because she realises that the cannibals aren't really savage it's the you know it's the, again like with holocaust it's the, with the white people the white man that's made them savage and
0: yeah that but the thing is though this movie has done nothing at all on the grandeur of holocaust to get to have that sort of message at the end no it's almost like you
1: shoehorned in again just to try and prove that you know we did the, we, you know we we're trying to make a point here and it's like yeah I mean, you're just shoehorning a little point in at the end aren't you really yeah
0: yeah, it's, it, it doesn't. It doesn't do. It doesn't do anything to. Yeah, it does at all. It really. I sometimes I get annoyed when movies do that. Uh, I recently, when I say recently, it was last year. I watched uh, the Den, the film footage movie. Oh yeah, uh, and I really enjoyed most of that. I thought the the very ham-fisted last two minutes of that movie, trying to put over a moral point at the end. Mm. Undermines a lot of that movie because the movie doesn't need it. You just take it for what it is. It's fucking entertainment. Yeah. To try and that's exactly what Cannibal Ferox is. It's it's a nasty piece of entertainment which mm. is out there to make a quick buck off the fact that Cannibal Holocaust gained a lot of notoriety for doing what it was doing. And so th- this is this is an exploitation version of an exploitation movie. <laughs> um, so I, I I should just I should just the fact that they try and feel that they need to put that in the end only in my eyes makes me think that Lindsay on some level thought that he may somewhere down the line be held accountable for animal deaths and okay. he could try and pass it off as something to do with you know. No, this this had a, you know, this was a, a a true artistic point when it's not. It's, a, it, it's that's one of the things about the movie that annoys me is the fact that you know she tries to 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 do that at the end as some sort of. Some sort of kind of statement to the audience about, look at the cannibal, you know, look at who are the real savages, we, we <laughs> entered their territory, and you're like, fuck off. No, wrong movie, wrong movie. Nice tribe, yeah, uh, <laughs> nice trying, <Berto>. yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, pretty much. But I mean, it's it, like I say, it's not terrible. I know there's uh, we, we were talking just slightly before we started recording this, um, about how. Lindsay copies uh, DiCaprio here. Um, Lindsay had what is considered to be the first cannibal, sort of Italian cannibal exploitation movie, which came out the same year as Holocaust, called mm. Eaten Alive. Um, now the funny thing is, Eaten Alive, to the best of my knowledge, doesn't appear okay. on the <laughs> on the list. Yeah, that Ferox does, which. Don't understand yeah, that. Yeah. It's it's thing. like it's, it's stuff like this that makes the video nasties list completely like pointless. If you know what I mean? Because mm. it's it's not it's not fair and justified across the board. It's yeah. it's inconsistent yeah. in its approach. So um I mean is there anything else you want to say about well, this movie? I think what
1: happened I was just gonna say with this is kinda guilty by association but because Cannibal Holocaust made such an impact, anything else with Cannibal in the title is automatically going to go on the list, isn't it? Yeah,
0: there's a couple. Um, I think there's I still a couple that come up.
1: Yeah, Cannibal Man, I think, uh, next episode. So, yeah, kind of guilty by association because I don't think this one would have, should make the list.
0: Yeah, uh, that's a right, right, Let's let's duke this out then. I've um, just dropped that, yeah, that bombshell. <laughs> You've just dropped that bombshell, and uh, right, right. To me, this one isn't. I don't think this one gets the 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 hard time. I think it definitely gets a slap on the wrists. Do you think definitely? Yeah, because I still think there's the. I still think there's there's graphic animal death on screen. So I still mm. think. From that point, I, I need to. I need to get. I, I mean, it's not. It's not a, It's not just a slap on the wrists because they actually killed animals in this movie in mm. fashions which I consider brutal and barbaric um, yeah, for the point probably, of entertainment. Probably necessary, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So I, I would definitely, I would definitely say it's a slap on the wrists. The the inclusion on the list is an interesting one because basically. It covers a lot of the same things. Holocaust is definitely on the list, in my opinion. This one yeah. does a lot of what Holocaust does. It just doesn't do it. It doesn't execute it as well. No. So, it's how I define what goes on the list. Is it mm. content or is it how's the, how's the content executed? Mm. Um and I kind of feel that it's going to be how the content was executed as opposed to having the same content because we will see other movies with animal violence on it, with potential rape, with potential killings on it. I yeah. think it's how it's portrayed on the screen and how realistic it feels. This one doesn't have the same level of realism so I would maybe argue that it shouldn't have been on the list but certainly should have had a slap on the wrists. What about yourself? Hmm.
1: Yeah, I, I don't think it should be on the list just because it, it, it's, it's just not executed well. I'm not convinced by... You know, you know yeah, the animal violence is it's just unnecessary. Um, you know, it, it, like you say, it is just to make a point um, of copying Holocaust and just trying to outdo it and do the same things as that. The um, effects aren't that good. The acting's pretty shit. Um, you know, it, it's terribly dubbed. So yeah, for me, execution wise, it's the execution of this that stops it going on the list because I just don't buy it. I just don't buy what they're trying to do. It's it's a good attemptation, but it's nothing that I consider too disturbing. Yeah. Um, I give it I would give it some a little bit of community service. Um yeah, I'd give it a, a bit of community service just because some of the, the stuff in there's quite nasty, you know, hanging someone up by their tits. Somebody does get the cock cut off even though it's not really that graphic Um, and then you've got the unnecessary animal killings so yeah elevates it above slap on the wrist for me and and, and puts it into the the, you know the community service zone yeah
0: yeah i mean of of the three of the three movies we've talked about tonight we're in this unenviable enviable position actually that (laughs) for the first time i can say i've enjoyed all three movies on on the episode, on some level, I mean, I'm, I'm not saying they're the, the most amazing movies. No, it's not been really chore was, for me,
1: this one. like, the, every, It's been quite a chore, some of the other episodes have been in. These were, yeah, these are all watchable films. I'd recommend that people check all of these out, I think.
0: I would, I would definitely throw a caveat in on Holocaust, though. I would say that if you are easily affected by things like. Cruelty to animals, or if generally you struggle with things like, and I mean, to be honest, you're probably listening to the wrong show if that's the case. But if you struggle with, with like kind of sequences of of very prolonged and graphic rape, then yeah. Holocaust is not a movie you should watch. However, we will be covering other movies on this list which will have prolonged graphic sequences of rape and or probably animal cruelty, etc. So that's just food for thought at mm. the end there right, we're going to take a very short break it's our final break when we return we're announcing a competition your oh, chance yeah. to win one of the movies that we have reviewed tonight Cannibal Apocalypse from uh, Mr Blockley's own personal collection um, if you're very nice he may include a pair of his used underwear in there just for the nasty factor <laughs> um, <laughs> so we're going to be right back after these messages Hugh
1: loves horror I like them cheesy. I like them gritty. I like them campy.
0: I love them all. He married Christine. She hates them. I think they're senseless and upsetting. Listen in as Hugh searches through shelves of DVDs, VHS, and Blu-ray. There are too many of these movies on the shelves. We need to just start getting rid of them. In his never-ending quest to convert his lovely wife to the dark side. <laughs> Come to the dark side. In Christy's horror. And welcome back. So you've been listening to Doing the Nasty Podcast episode number four, where we had reviews of Cannibal Apocalypse, Cannibal Holocaust and Cannibal Ferox. Well, that's, that's a tough one behind us now, Andy, isn't it?
1: Mm, it is yeah like I say Cannibal Holocaust for me is a fantastic piece of cinema it's just not for everyone um, yeah interesting definitely an interesting set of films um, so what we got coming up next time what's next episode what we got
0: Ooh, yeah so next episode we have The Cannibal Man which is yeah another cannibal movie <laughs> but I don't actually I don't I don't actually like because I've been told there are certain ones on the list that have the word cannibal in them that but are like cannibal apocalypse that have nothing to do with cannibal, so I don't know if Cannibal Man is a cannibal movie or not. I've never seen it. Uh, Devil Hunter, which I have seen before. Cool. Um, and Memory Serves I quite like that and Don't Go in the Woods, which I've also seen before, and I did like that movie. So that'll be Cannibal Man, Devil Hunter, and Don't Go in the Woods coming up in a fortnight or two Do you think
1: we'll manage to get through an episode without someone getting a bit rapey? Um, Because it's not happened so far, has
0: it? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I think the law of averages dictates that there should be at least one episode where there's three films where someone doesn't try and get the rape on or mm. look in a sort of suggestive I'm going to rape you fashion um, doing the nasty guaranteed a rape in every
1: episode <laughs> um, on promo get some
0: more you get some more listeners <laughs> some sickos oh. Oh yeah, you never know. The chart is in a different territory. So, so what we're going to do is we're going to we're going to do this competition, Andy. I think I think people have listened through us talking about some pretty horrific cinema. Um, mm-hmm. To 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 on the off chance, own a piece of your uh, your collection of uh, yeah. the macabre, um, and uh, you are going to tell them what they have to do. And I'll be honest with you, you're practically giving this away, sir.
1: Yeah. This is for my Region 2 DVD copy of Cannibal Apocalypse. Um, It's a little bit of a special edition. It's got a a documentary on there, Cannibal Apocalypse Redux. Uh, It's got Apocalypse in the Streets, a video tour, filming locations. It's got about 70 minutes of uh, special features on it, so pretty cool. Um, So all you have to do is answer this really difficult question, and it's, do you want this?
0: That's it. Yeah. So if you if you send your <laughs> do answers, do you want it? Do you want <laughs> this DVD? Sorry, go on. <laughs> all you have to do is answer that question on our Facebook page. Um, if there is more than one person that answers it, we will put names in a hat, and Andy will do a draw on his side. He, he's really good at the. He does really quite animated ones for his other show. That I think you okay. could just do okay. that. I quite I quite, okay. I quite okay. like the the hand mouth speaking. Just to yeah, yeah. reiterate,
1: it's it's a Region 2 DVD, which is Europe, um, but you can make most DVD players Region 3. You just Google yes. the name of your DVD player, it will give you a code to type in. You type in the code on your remote control, and it unlocks it to Region 3. Now, you can't fuck up your machine doing this. It either works or it doesn't, and most, most players will let you do that. So if our American listeners or elsewhere in the world want to enter, I am quite happy to share ship this anywhere in the world so don't be put off by the fact that it's region 2 if you can un- unlock your machine or if you've already unlocked your machine then pre- please feel free to enter and um, do you want it is the question so just what, what, what we're doing with the answers
0: just even if you want it as part of, part of some sort of weird collection of movies you don't watch just to say that you won something from doing the nasty you can still enter the competition we don't care if you watch it after it goes out uh, we nope. just care if you enter or not yep so so what was that question want? again?
1: Do you want it? Do you want this? Do you want it? That's it. Should we? Um, what is it? The answers on the on the
0: page. Yeah, just just post your answer on the page. Just I I, I get the feeling that we're going to have a lot of posts on the page either saying yes or no. Um, but yeah. Well, if just, you say just, no,
1: that's the wrong answer, Duncan. That's
0: <laughs> that's oh shit! The... Oh no! Fuck. Oh no! Andy, what have you done? Oh well. Yeah, <laughs> ruined it by giving away the answer <laughs> oh my god so um, before we close it we got some news this week uh, which blew my mind and um, we've been very thankful uh, since the start of this show that we've been given a home on the Horophilia podcast network uh, like I said right at the start of our very first episode both myself and Andy are huge fans of this network and all the shows on the Ooh. network um, mm-hmm. it's a really good community of podcasters out there with some fucking great shows um, but uh, what Jason Lloyd does the man that's responsible for the network our, um, our Overlord or as I called him a couple of weeks ago Overload um, and uh, Matt over at Banana Laser I had to tell me that that doesn't make sense um, and then I changed it to, to Overlord Um he posted the they they always do like a chart of the top ten shows uh, each month month by month on, in terms of downloads and um, for those out there that were keeping score we put our first two episodes out in January and both our episodes made the top ten lists of podcasts among some of my favourite shows which has humbled me to my very core um, that both our episodes made the top ten that, list yeah. and that is it's only because of you that that has happened so i just wanted to take a couple of seconds just to thank every single listener that's checked out the first three episodes of the shows i hope you stick with us uh, right through to november but no that is amazing
1: to uh, that we've got that many listeners um yeah that's um it's totally blanchly that we've got that many people listening this quickly so yeah thank you so much for listening and come and join the page if only just not to win that amazing competition if <laughs> Yeah, it is, quite, it is pretty humbling, dude, actually. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, Pretty uh, impressive uh, figures. That's cool.
0: Yeah, really, 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 really cool. And um, like I say, thanks very much. And we're we going to be with you right through to November. This show is going to be every two weeks until probably the second week of November when we will have exhausted the list of nasties. So, yeah. and there are tons of amazing films still coming up. So, you've suffered some of the, the pretty bad ones, aka Blood Rights and Axe. Yeah. Um, yeah, you've, you've, you've come through a cannibal holocaust with us and just let us tell you right now the best is yet to come with this show and uh, your support is greatly appreciated so thanks very much for listening guys um, Andy yes uh, I think it's time that we let these people get back to their, their day jobs definitely yeah and uh, we will be back in two weeks to talk about another three movies from the nasty list would you like to say goodbye to our faithful listeners please Goodbye listeners and thank you for listening And remember you can check us out At the other shows that we do I do the podcast Under the Stairs Which is on iTunes and part of the Legion Podcasting Network You can listen to Andy's show which is Big Horror and Little Podcast Which can be found exclusively on the Legion Podcasting Network Until the next time we speak to you in two weeks guys Please take care of yourselves Bye everyone Bye Ah. Next Next
1: They were called nasties, and they were nasty.
0: Some of the things that we've seen are so horrific. These films not only affect young people, but I believe they affect adults as well.
1: An extravaganza of gory violence, capable of depraving and corrupting those who watched it. I have never seen the video, mister. I wouldn't. I actually don't need to see what I know is in that film.